from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time now to look at NFL season leaders. And as we look at the market and have a couple of games under our belts as far as figuring out what's true, what's not true, how offenses might evolve or maybe devolve. Aaron, why don't we start with the passing yards leader? Who stands out to you here? Yeah, um, sorry, I'm just going <laughs> I wasn't ready. I You're still mad about Cowboys Giants. I get it. I know. You're still mad. Sunday still night football no, week no, one. No. We're moving to week three. That. And she's still stuck on I can't believe they won forty to nothing. <laughs> no, Joe, that's not what she's distracted by. She's still looking at Mike McDaniel things and oh the family that he oh, yeah. put together. I'm stalking his family now. <laughs> yeah. What school does the kiddo go to? Insane. It just blows my mind. Her We're maiden kidding. name is Hemstock. Just saying. <laughs> wow. All right, no. back to passing. It's his wife. That's her last name. I'm telling you. Look it up. Yeah. Hemstock McDaniel. Nice hyphenated. Mouthful, though. Yeah, I like that uh, accent you threw on there, too. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> <laughs> Let me call you out on this one, buddy. <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> All right, passing yards leader. I was looking at Jared Goff at 20 to 1 through 2 weeks. He is up there in the stats. I could see, you know, the Lions being in a great position for him to get this and I thought this is also a value play. Tua is the obvious choice. I'm still wondering like, do I want to put my money on Tua now that it were, you know, into week 3? I kind of do uh want to get in on some Tua bets, but I'm still like, gosh, is he going to stay healthy? What's going to happen? I looked at Tua for passing touchdowns, but I think you can find value on uh Tua in other places. So, my favorite for passing yards leader is Jared Goff. Ed. So I went really far down the board here and wanted to have a little bit of fun. And I looked at just one number. I looked at dropbacks. Who is being forced to throw the ball a lot? And one guy who really stood out, who I was not expecting to have this many number, this many dropbacks through two weeks, is CJ Stroud. This isn't a wide receiver core you necessarily respect. This isn't an offense you necessarily respect. They will be playing from behind a lot throughout the entire season, but he's 80 to one and you get a rookie quarterback in there so he can sling it about as much as possible. At least that's what D'Amico Ryans is trying to do there. So Mm -hmm. I think contextually, this one is just a fun bet at 80 to one, Joe. I wrote down three names, Jared Goff, CJ Stroud, and Matthew wow. Stafford. <laughs> wow. Those are the three names that I have. Uh, Look yeah. at us the, being the cute. Stroud won at 80 to 1 with, what, what did he throw for almost 350 uh, this past yeah. week? With their defense, that's going to continue. He's not going to get pulled, so he's going to start every game that he's healthy. I love the Stroud play. The Rams, are we, we don't trust the defense, right? As long as he's out there. I probably wouldn't make the bet because I don't know that Stafford's going to put together an entire season. Can, can he get to that stratosphere? Probably not at some point. But Goff, Stroud, and Goff's another one where bad defense. Okay, mm-hmm. he's going to have to keep passing. And, and you look at yep. some of his numbers, he, he hangs with the best 
already. Like we're mm-hmm. carrying over what we said last year. I don't know that he could repeat that. Well, he has so far, and it's a small sample. But Stroud at 80, my goodness. And right now, at the moment, small sample, he's fourth. He's fourth in passing yards of 626. And your leader, Tua, not even 100 above him, and, and Tua's been you know flawless so far. Playing from behind a lot. I mean, that's such mm-hmm. an important indicator when looking at this. And and it's not the it's not the best indicator because sometimes Pat Mahomes has had the most passing yards and he's never playing from behind, or at least it seems that way. But if you're looking for value, that's a I think a good place to start. As far as passing touchdowns go, I don't have a play on this, but Aaron, I believe you do. Yeah, so I wrote in there, I already kind of mentioned it, Tua, uh, with the passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, it's just six to one. Um, but if you're going to look for someone who can definitely get there with the weapons that he has on his team, the big thing with Tua, obviously, is just can he stay healthy? Do you want to tie up your money? And just only at six to one, I'm not sure that it's worth it, but it's the only one that really stood out to me, Joe. Okay. Uh, I also don't have a play. You, you want to move to rushing leader? I've got a, I've got a long it. shot on that one. Okay, so this was just me going down the board at this stage, you know, looking for someone where maybe we're not going to find the value in another week or two if the numbers are up there. And I was just, you know, I, I might be stretching on this one. And I, I just was surprised at the number. I thought of the name and the situation, and maybe the situation changes from what we've seen in the past. I know the game was out of hand late in the second half, but the Bills end up ended up running a lot. Like, are, are they having internal conversations of let's not put Josh Allen in a position where he's going to turn the ball over two to three times per game? Because that's what they did this past week. Cook's the guy. He's up there right now, and I'm kind of wondering, are they going to lean a little bit more on the run game than they have in the past? He has 169 rushing yards. So that puts him fifth right behind Nick Chubb. Well, he's going to pass him, who's fourth. Swift is third. He, he's probably not going to keep that job. Maybe, I'm just guessing a little bit. Like, I think there's an opportunity. CMC is going to be tough. Bijan's going to be tough. Running backs go down. James Cook is 101, and he's fifth right now. And you could kind of say he's third based on the, the players that he's trailing. It does seem to me, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but for the last few years, despite the Bills having a phenomenal offense, they haven't had that one running back they trust. It almost feels like it's a running back by committee kind of a deal. And if that's not the case anymore, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if you have a running back and say they're injured and you have to go to a backup, well, you and I know running backs don't matter because they're often interchangeable. But do the coaches know that? Does the play caller know that? Not necessarily. And so you're basically predicting that they will make those decisions based upon their comfort in their running back. And so here's a deal where James Cook may just get more carries and maybe uh, they just trust him more. And if that's the case and they're playing with a lot of larger leads, never mind what happened in week one. Week two is more indicative of what the Bills can be the rest of the year. I like that play. It's not a bet I'm making. But, Aaron, I think it makes a lot of sense when it comes to mm-hmm. what the Bills want to do as far as perhaps being more conservative with sizable leads. I just couldn't help but think. We've seen Stefan Diggs so upset already. 
And now he's got, you know, he's throwing fits on the sideline. If this continues, I mean, the guy's just going to explode, right? I mean, this cannot be good. <laughs> there was already beef between him and Josh Allen before the season started. Now this guy, a, a diva wide receiver, not getting the ball. Oof. It could be bad for the Bills in that relationship. Depends if they're winning, yeah. right? If they're winning, mm. it probably won't be a big problem. And if they start to lose some unexpectedly, maybe maybe it becomes an issue then. Yeah. I, I think for uh, regular season rushing yards, I mean, it's not far down the board, but I think Tony Pollard at plus 850, kind of a similar process uh, that you had, Joe, in that mm-hmm. if the Cowboys' mm-hmm. defense continues – to rake in those takeaways and continues to put quarterbacks on their tail, I think it's something where the Cowboys' offense will play a little bit more conservatively. Maybe that's why the Dak Prescott MVP thing is slightly longer odds, but I feel like that if the Cowboys aren't going to go nuts and have a phenomenal record, who do you award offensively for that? Because I feel like at some point you have to. Is it Dak Prescott for MVP? Does that mean Tony Pollard has the most rushing yards? Somebody on that offense either gets an individual award or gets some kind of an achievement. So I think Pollard at plus 850 is just a way to make sure that you are invested in that offense in some way, shape, or form. Uh, What about rushing touchdowns? What are we thinking there, Aaron? I was looking at Tyler Algier, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, what about Bijan Robinson? But if he, if Algiers going to be used more in goal line situations, he's got two touchdowns already. The most in the NFL is three. Uh, Mostert, Anthony Richardson, and Williams on the Rams. And then even McCaffrey has two. Pollard has two. Uh, so I thought maybe there's some value if that's the role that Algiers is going to play with the Falcons. Uh, I think it's 25 to one, and he's already got two. It could be a good look if that's how their offense is going to be going. Maybe so. I would think. I would think. I would think that's only going to continue moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking. I picked up. Out. I had Algier and a lot of like my son's team, which I help him with, or and the one team that I have. And I'm like, I might just be dropping him soon because that's where I think it's going to go. It's going to be all Bijan, mm-hmm. right? I I I think that's a over time. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, what is it like midway through the season? Maybe that's when we see that sort of pivot two more Bijan when that mm-hmm. happens. I mean, it, it's sort of a, an inexact science, but I think that's probably the way to go. Uh, do we want to move on to uh, receiving yards? Because for me there, Mike Evans has more receiving yards over expected than anyone else. And he's 30 to one uh, in one spot. If Mike Evans is going to be the Buccaneers offense, then okay. Maybe he has uh, the greatest air yard share among all potential receivers. I think 30 to one offers some real value, Aaron. Yeah, I love that. I did look at him. Uh, I think we talked about it yesterday, but I really like Olave, you know, with Derek Carr Mm -hmm. and what the Saints offense. I think, you know, they've got to go to him. He's so good. And at 20 to 1, you've got to think the Saints will also be playing from behind. So he's got just two yards shy of 200. He's 198 right now, about 100 yards less than the leader, Justin Jefferson. The Puka Nakua thing is interesting, I know. 266, but yeah. it's kind of trendy. Yeah. Um, so it's for me, trendy. it's Chris Olave, Olave <laughs> at 20 to 1. I think we all looked up the Puka number. Everyone was curious, but then I saw the 30. I'm like, eh, 
Nah, I mean, he might just lose mm-hmm. his, this role. It's fun now. It's too noisy now, too trendy. The Evans number's interesting at 30. I, I find that pretty interesting. Olave, I was hoping for a better number. But um, yeah. I think he's going to enter this conversation. But the 20 to 1 held me up. Evans, Evans makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Just He just may be the guy. Like, he's just going to get yeah. all of the targets, all of the receptions, and then just may run it up that way. And they might be playing from behind a lot. That's the other deal. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We will continue this conversation as far as our season leaders. That's right here on the BetQL Network.